Chris Steele, thanks for joining us, brother. No problem, my guy. For Glad sure. To be on here for sure. No doubt. Top corner in the country. Pac-12. So. Some would say number one. <laughs> Definitely. On them 2022 20, NFL mock drafts. Yes, sir. Do you look ahead any of that stuff, or are you just kind of focus on right now? Uh, I mean, you know, when it pops up, I look at it. But for the most part, I just try to keep my head down and just work. Try not to pay too much attention to the outside noise. Just working right now? Oh, yeah. Does that kind of motivate you when you see when you see somebody in front of you? or? Oh, yeah, definitely. Do? I know there's a there's been, like, a few different lists that have came out. But there, I, I saw one the other day. I think they had me, like, the number 15 cornerback. That's disrespectful. Yeah, that was yeah. really disrespectful. That, I would find that very disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. So disrespectful. So Who wrote yeah. that? Uh, Todd McShay. Bro, I couldn't even. <laughs> I don't I have no idea. I can't even remember right now. But my mom had sent it to me, and I was just like, oh, "Whoa, no. yeah, we can't yeah, have that." Nah. A lot of stuff would change after this season. I'm gonna turn a lot of heads. Hey. Not worried about it. I like that. Hell yeah, yeah. You got to keep that sound bite. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep that sound bite. <laughs> that that can be like the first part of your highlight film, kind of like Brady oh, when yeah, he was facts. playing all that, yeah. all that stuff. That's gonna be hard. That would definitely be well. Hard. Corners always have that. that that confidence because you have to because you're on too that much. island. Too much. You think too, too much. much. Too much. Sometimes. <laughs> too much. All right. So Justice plays receiver. So we're definitely going to dig into this a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah, we can but, get into it for sure. <laughs> but I honestly, I like that though. The talking because we were doing our our uh, like tug of rope and, and uh, training. Oh, yeah. And you know we're we're talking to the other side the whole time, chirping, flexing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I like that's how I play personally. Yeah, a little Philip Rivers in me. So I feel like that's the only way to play. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when you bring out that type of energy, I feel like it kind of you know the whole the rest of the team gets the same vibration. Just behind that, you yeah. Know what I'm saying when you could get the whole team behind the same thing, then that's when teams get real dangerous. So, but what about when you get beat? Like I I I, I haven't been in that scenario at the at a high level. Like what's going through your mind when you get beat on a go route and they score and everybody on defense is looking at you? Like it, it what confidence has to waver. Like it, there's there's no way that you just have short term memory like that. There, there's no it's always way. next play though. No, nah, there's not there's you. no way. Every, if the I throw the pick, band's cheering. Play. It's the same thing. They hitting a little hitting a little this. <laughs> you gotta be you gotta be tripping out a little bit. All right, so I agree with Mo. You gotta have that next play mentality, bro. And it's like everybody's gonna get beat. Deion Sanders got beat, but at the end of the day, it's about how you bounce back. So you know, if I bounce back and have a pick the next drive. In our reality, that, that, yeah, that you made up for it. Exactly, yeah. the touchdown didn't even really count. I mean, it did, oh. but you know. What yeah. I'm saying? Hey. So you think you always had that, that kind of confidence in yourself? Oh yeah. A you know, little league growing up, high school. Definitely, bro. Yeah. I mean, since I was a little kid, I've always been the loudest dude in the field. Like I'm gonna make sure you hear me. You know, if I make if I yeah. make a play, I make sure I let everybody make know sure everybody it. knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's just me. bro. Those are the worst corners. <laughs> really? Those are the worst corners, bro. They're just always talking. They just can't just can't shut up. They make they make us like a little play and and they and they're still talking. Ridiculous. Those those loud corners are are the worst, right? And what's crazy is they're loud all the time. And like you said, like that whole mentality of staying confident the entire game. Like you get beat, like the next play you're still talking. It, it's cr- then don't get beat. <laughs> That's all it is, bro. Just don't get beat. But from a wide receiver's perspective, does it ever get in your head if he's talking like that? Has hmm. there ever been an example either at Harvard or Vanderbilt or even in the league, you know, in practice or whatever? Um, or who's who's the guy who's chirped the most? Know. Is is there one guy you, what you can mean? point to? What do you mean? Like a cornerback. 
that's tripped? No, no, chirped. Oh, chirped the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. This dude named Traverius Ward, mm-hmm. like one of the first practices. This is in this, KC. this wasn't this is in KC. This yeah. wasn't even like offense defense. This is special teams. Wow. I, I pop up as Gunner, like little rookie coming out there. He looks over to his buddy Rashard Felton. He's like, Man, let's, let's fuck this dude up. <laughs> Said, what? He's like, we're going we're gonna to fuck you up. Man, what are you talking about, bro? Man, got up there, threw him off me, threw him on the ground, went crazy. I'm like, I told you, boy. I told you. I got, got in your shit. Started talking to him. He, bro, and here's the thing with corners. The moment you start talking back, they want to fight. The, the whole they want to fight the whole time like it was cool when you were talking to me but the moment i say something back we're we're fighting now that's not like cool, it, this can't be a there can't be a, di- a dialogue going back and forth like a discourse it's, it's a fighting it's a fighting moment once you start talking back but yeah that's that's probably the corner i chirped the most I, I can't i can't stand them like that bro i can't stand them like just be a cool like quiet corner and, and, and do your thing like <laughs> you're cool you, you, but, no but one knows it. no one knows you're doing your thing in the stands anyway here's the thing though it got in your head He's living rent free up there. No, he yeah, definitely he got in my head. Free in your head, for sure. Because if you can get that little edge, right? That's what everybody says. If you get that re- that wide receiver one step slower, he's just thinking a Bro, little too much. I don't care what. That's all you need. Says, once you get a reaction out of a player, no matter what type of reaction it is, it messes it. It throws them off the course of the game. You know, if I, that's kind of what I've took out of it. You know, when I talk mess, once I get that reaction, it's like, all right, I got him now. Yeah. So part of what you do is strategic, then. Oh, definitely is. All strategic, for sure. So are you coming out play one, like saying uh, something, or you you letting the game flow, or you just naturally like I'm gonna just start talking mess right away. Bro, I get so deep into my shit talking. Like, <laughs> it's a problem. It sounds it's, it's so str- it's really strategic, bro. Like I'll go the sound playing against a receiver from Washington State. I'll go on his Instagram and find out who the dude's girlfriend is and everything. Oh lord. We had a conversation about that last time. I, I get really into it. I don't, you know, I don't say anything too disrespectful, but I, you know, I'll say some things that are gonna make him be like, "Whoa, he might come back the next play, and he's not gonna look the same." You know what I'm saying? I, so, do you bring that same mentality to practice too? Because, like, if you can imagine, like the first day of training camp, when you get to training camp, are you gonna be doing the same thing? Like, you're gonna pop, pop off rookie. Say you get drafted to, I don't know the the Browns or something like that, and you you step up against Odell. Are you talking heads to Odell right, right off off the rip? All right, so <clears throat> I like that question. I've always been real big on earning my respect. You know, yeah, kind of settling in somewhere and earning my respect by the team until I until I'm really you know voicing my opinions and out there talking shit and everything. So, I mean, when it comes to the time uh, that I'm playing in the NFL, I'm gonna kind of treat it like I did with college. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I came here, all right, I started out at Florida. You know, once I settled in, I was starting out there the whole spring ball. That's when I kind of got my feet wet. I was like, all right, I could mm-hmm. I could talk a little bit, but I still haven't made any plays in the actual game. Right. So I transferred here and then kind of carried the same mentality out throughout my uh, my freshman year. And then I started, I want to say I got to start game three against Utah. Right. You know, once I got my feet wet, I was like, all right, I could be me again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, people are starting to respect me. I could just be me. And I went into my sophomore season and – I think a little bit more of that came out, but it yeah. was really just over this this past off season, bro. Where I've just, you know, I'm getting back to the old me now. Yeah, like, it's full dog on whoever yeah. whoever I'm lining up against. So the the NFL team is drafting the full you. So that means you are talking mess to Odell day one. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I wouldn't. Right. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Because <laughs> I wouldn't say. You, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say. As a rookie, that's, say, that'd be hard. I wouldn't say day one. But, no, know. it's day one. It's one-on-ones. It's day one. Yeah, they Chris draft Dill, you high. If, so I'm, Odell, if I'm strapping Odell, I best believe he's going to hear everything <laughs> from me. He will. He's going to hear it. So are you the corner that talks before the play goes? Like the, the ball snap? Or you're after? I'm after. Okay. That's better. That's better. But if I... No, I've dominated you before. I'm going to talk mess before, too. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on now, because you talked about researching guys' girlfriends, which I think is is pretty cool in terms of <laughs> strategy goes. <laughs> That's right? bold. That's bold. <laughs> it's bold. It's bold. But then again, you're getting in their heads, and you're, getting, you're accomplishing what you want. Exactly. But now you go into the professional ranks, and these guys have wives and kids. That's too far. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, way you can't too bring much, that bro. mentality. It's way too much, you know. Then it's like the the, the trash talk might get a little different. Yeah, right. So you got to alter it a little bit. Yeah, you got to yeah. alter it. You have to. You can't talk about people's wives and stuff. That's yeah. a little. That I feel like that's when it crosses. Yeah, that's, that's when it crosses the boundary. Because that's, yeah. like, that's yeah. not Jalen Ramsey. That's the same thing he was talking about when he yeah. was at Florida State. He would do the same thing. Oh, he's really? looking up guys' girlfriends. He's chirping. He said, "Hey, you know, if it's Rebecca, like, hey, I just DM Rebecca." Like, you know, she's sliding my DMs. I'm about to take her on a date, you know, whatever. I'm sure it's escalating more than that. Bro, definitely. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. If you're on the field, you know, I, I'm not supposed to know who this dude's girlfriend is. If yeah. I say his name, it's going to make him start thinking, like, whoa, does he really know her? Like, yeah. bro, I've, I've seen <laughs> it before. Like, I've legit been on the field and, like, plays later got asked a question, like, hey, bro, so how you know my girl? Like, for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, for real. Bro, these dudes are insecure. It's crazy. Nah, really. And bro, on, you bro. Re- like it's a, it's a receiver thing. It's a no, receiver no, no, thing. no, no, that's no, not, no, it's it not a receiver thing. That's for that team. No, it's funny. Like the receiver group is real tight, but like when you when you notice a team like the DB group, it's probably the tightest group on the team besides the D linemen. But they're weird. Um, so <laughs> they are. Yeah, the D line is D, always real D-line tight. D line is like they're tight, but yeah. it's like a weird group. Okay. Like how how do you guys foster that as DBs? Because that's like universal. That no no matter what school you go to, like the DB group is is pretty tight. To be honest, bro, I feel like the DB room is like a band of brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have, for the most part, like you said, all DBs, we all have like a similar mindset. You know, usually we talk the most mess on the field. Yeah. You know, we like to think we're the best athletes, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. That's just what we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, the reason I say it's like a, like a real brotherhood is because, you know, we'll, we'll have our days where we all talk mess, so... We may get in a really bad argument one day, but the next day we know it's all love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're able to we're able to have those disagreements with each other, but still come back the next day. You know, correct it in the film room, really mm-hmm. chop it up. You know about everything. So, I mean, I feel like that's really the the biggest thing that makes us so tight. And shoot, we're all like, as far as DBs go, we're the only position on the field where, where we're like generally by ourselves. Like we don't, yeah, not mm-hmm. like for the most part. I'm. That. I'm playing straight man, so it's yeah. like I really have to be able to look on the other side. Like last year was me and OG that started. Yeah. Last year I really had to be able to, you know, count on him. So, you know, we had to build that relationship with each other. So I know when the game time comes, it's like, all right, I know OG's going to have the, the field locked down, and mm. he, you know, vice versa with me in the boundary. So Yeah, that's a really good point where the DB room is usually one of the closest. Yep. And I was thinking of why, and I think to your point, you're working together, and it's almost you're working as one. You know, if it's a zone, then I'm a corner. If it's cover two, I know the safety's over top, and I have to trust where he's going to be, and he ha- and he knows where I'm going to be in terms of funneling the guy inside and my leverage and my positioning and the spacing. Exactly. And so you're really all working as one. If you're a running back room, 
you know, you've got one starter and like, I don't need the other running backs for me to do my job. Mm-hmm. Receiver, eh, you're to some extent, you're working off each other. It's a little more selfish. But yeah. there's more of that selfish aspect. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other position groups. Quarterback, obviously, you're on your own, but... Linemen, I mean, they're working as one. You're working as the offensive linemen, defensive yeah. linemen are for sure close, but like any kind of organization or position group that you need each other and that chemistry actually helps. You talk about the Legion of Boom, you know, they had the, they peaked, you know, three, four years together because they knew their strengths, their weaknesses. They played together well. Exactly. And so, you know, and I feel like that's really what it all comes down to, bro. When you have a, you know, let's use Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor, for example. You know, yeah. they were playing with each other for a minute, and, you know, they kind of were able to build up that build up that relationship and that connection with each other. So, you know, when you get on the field, it's all natural. Richard Sherman didn't have to think about if he was playing cover two, mm-hmm. the whole shot going to be there. They, he knows, yeah. Cam knew it wasn't going to be there because Richard Sherman was going to make sure he stayed right underneath it. Right. And, you know, Cam knew they couldn't – or Richard Sherman knew they couldn't throw it deep because Cam was going to be right there. Exactly. So, you know. Hey, real quick to interrupt yeah. again, Justice Lean – like rest more on your left shoulder because you're hiding behind the mic and you're not gonna be able to see your face all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. We need the money maker out That's there. That's what I'm saying. It's just on your <laughs> camera. It's just all mic. But if you lean to your left a little bit, yeah, you're golden. Less. Cool. My, go ahead. My drink is to the right. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, Richard Sherman. Is that a guy that you look up to and watch tape? You know, kind of emulating to some extent. Yeah. So I say definitely growing up, Richard Sherman was my like he was really my inspiration. Uh, and Pop Warner and stuff, I really played, like, quarterback and defensive end. I was never really a DB. Oh, so I didn't like, know you played quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's was, a strange combination, D end and quarterback. I've never heard that. <laughs> I would just I'll put the fastest guy on the edge and let him tackle the quarterback. Yeah. That's really all oh, it was. That is a Pop Warner move. <laughs> like, they put the most athletic guy, outside linebacker. Mm-hmm, like, I would have thought free safety, plays. just let him roam around. And no, no, they didn't get that far in Pop Warner. Yeah. Oh, because you're not really throwing you're not, the ball. Yeah, you're not throwing the ball. See, that's a California thing. In Florida, we're tossing the ball. Yeah. See, we're ahead of y'all. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to start the beef right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we no, had, we had uh, one of my uh, former teammates from Vanderbilt, Dio. He's uh, working out at Proactive with OG. Okay. And he's uh, he's from Texas, you know Dio. We yeah. played with him, yeah, of course. And so uh, it was my roommate Lewis, who uh, was from California, that I was telling you about. And then Dio was sitting there from Texas. I'm from Florida, and so we had the Florida, California, Texas debate. Yeah. And so I mean, my argument was, if you look at the numbers every year statistically, Florida has the most guys in the NFL, and you can even break that off with South Florida, Dade County, Broward County, and you played at UF. Yeah, you know, for for a short amount of time, and so you know, th- those are all Miami dudes. You know how it is, yeah, most South Florida dudes, yeah. right? Um, but I, don't, I look, and my, I'm gonna be biased, and you're gonna be too. But I think football is different in South Florida. I, I I think it is um different, but I would say Texas is probably number one, and then if you're going by per capita. That's what I'm saying. You're going by per yeah. per capita because I, I think, mean, bro, I think Texas you're is gonna, you're, this is a sleeper. Ohio football. That's cap. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, we bro, we went. With? Was it my sophomore year? I'm Dio. just gonna. De- I'm gonna dead that right now. My sophomore year, we went to Saint Xavier, who's the number one team in the country. My sophomore year. Wait, who did you have on your team though? You went. You went to Bosco. Yeah. That doesn't count. How does Why? it not that count? Doesn't count. We're talking about just straight. No, that's fine. No, we're not talking about the best team in the state. Sta- Saint we're Xavier just was about- the best team in no, their no, state. No, I'm saying as a. But they ha- like it's leveled, you know what I mean? Like for for California, it's You're like talking about this. on average. It's like on, it's like this, like it ebbs and flows, like who's good and who's not. Well, okay, like so there's powerhouses, but in Ohio, it's like consistent, like solid football. You're saying but y'all probably blew out Saint Xavier, though. Oh yeah, we blew them out the water. Yeah, but they, I mean, 
were they actually the best team? Because you got like Moeller, St. Ed's. I'm really vouching. St. Ed's is good. I'm vouching for Ohio. Wait, so I want to hear the and story. New Jersey though. too. Y'all New went Jersey out solid. to St. Xavier and played them like ESPN game or something. Yeah, yeah. we played them on ESPN at uh, the University of Cincinnati. Who's who's your quarterback at the time? Real Mitchell, who does he's at Temple now, but okay, he uh, pretty good player. And did y'all have? I'm trying to think. Wasn't there a kid from Cal that went to wait? Cal? No, that was uh, that was modern day. Was he the quarterback for your entire stint there? No, I had DJ too. Okay, DJ Uyagalale. Oh, was that yeah. the dude that went to Clemson? Yeah, yeah that's that. He's the guy right there. At Clemson, yeah, he, he's crazy. Yeah, that's that dude. How's DJ? <sighs> Amazing. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think I've heard you say anything bad about any of your teammates, actually. But no, I mean, he's, they're all great players, though. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I guess when you go to so he's a dog, huh? Bro, DJ's a dog. And the thing the thing I really like about DJ is that, you know, he's like a just a real down to earth, you know, he's a real down to earth dude. Like DJ, I don't I don't hear DJ like he doesn't even cuss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he really if you want to talk about like just being really respectful, being like an honorable man on and off the field, you know, DJ's a I could I could stand by somebody like that. So with me, it's kind of more than just uh football when it comes to like, you know, who I really choose to invest my time into and stuff. Like, DJ was a quarterback that, you know, I spent a lot of time with after practice, you know, just trying to pick his brain and stuff, even during practice, you know, just, you know, going through his progressions and stuff just to kind of see what's going on in his head. And uh, the reason I was able to do that with him is just because off the field, I was able to have those real conversations with him, you know what I'm saying? You got a lot of teammates where you talk to him on the football field and you leave the football field and that's just it. You know, yeah. they're strictly just teammates, but – with the, especially with the quarterback, I feel like it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. And, like, he was, you know, the first dude that – first quarterback I played with that kind of showed me that. So, mm. I got a lot of respect for him for sure. And there's that history and tradition, at least recently at Clemson now, with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun oh, yeah. Watson, Taj Boyd before them. You think he's next in line? Yeah, bro, I think he'll do – honestly, if you're asking me, I'm pretty biased just because that's my guy, but I think he'll end up being better than all of them. Wow. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. I mean, those are bold words, right? Deshaun yeah. Watson's arguably a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Right now. I wasn't yeah. talking about that. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, <laughs> we're switching to the Deshaun bro, Watson stuff? Yes, bro. Okay. If you're going to bring up his name, you, you got you to gotta mention what's going on with that. Yeah, yeah bro. So what is going on? Because my, my dad <laughs> sent me something earlier, but yeah. I didn't even look at it for real. Well, all right. I'll give you the, the preliminary, but I'll let Justice dig deeper. I guess he has got more information. But now there's tons of sexual assault allegations on him and – Apparently it's it's several. Okay. It's not yeah, it's more than from a massage therapist. Yeah. Oh, a massage therapist, yeah. yeah. Was it facility oriented or is it like outside of the Texans I I I hope not it's in the it's at I, seven I, now. It's it's, it's, at, it's seven. at seven. Yeah. It's at seven. Damn. Yeah, he's tripping. Yeah, man, that that's tough and I feel for them. Um you know, I kinda wanna mention though, didn't didn't that kinda happen to Robert Kraft as well? Or is this a different is that yeah. a different scenario? It's it is similar. It, it is a similar was the scenario. massage parlor. It was a massage parlor. Yeah, but there was sex trafficking going on there, though. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I, I'm curious, like, for, and this is a question for both of you guys, like, how much does, um, does your school invest in like teaching you guys, like, just how to basically go through like the procedures so you don't get to a point like that? Yeah, I can start off. I mean, at Vanderbilt, and, you know, we did the Title IX education course that yeah. everyone has to go through, and it's, you know, it, it's the yearly thing, and it's tedious, and everyone kind of just wants to get through, and it's right yeah. before the season, and it's whatever. But 
I mean, it's a real thing. It's it's insane, especially out of school here like USC, where guys are you know, influencer types and big figures going to the league. And, you know, if you got all this hype, you know, there's there's a real thing where women uh, women may want to allege things that potentially didn't happen. And something like that happened at Vanderbilt recently where there was five or six players uh, who, who were proven innocent, mm. or at least uh, some of them were, mm. right? And so... Uh, it's it's a scary thing right yeah. uh, and and obviously my heart and, and thoughts go out to those who are affected by sexual assault and you know it's something like over 95 percent of the case it, it actually happened right but there's yeah. there's a situation as well where you're proven innocent and yeah. what do you do where your name's slandered and it's a real problem yeah i want to say it's like it's one in, one in four women are are, are, are sexually assaulted is that uh, right yeah th- yeah i think so like i and i'll i'll let you answer too like how how does that how does that affect you? Like if I can, like it almost makes college athletes and some pro athletes like hesitant and it shouldn't be that way. Like you shouldn't have to be hesitant about the moves that you make um, and nervous, right? Yeah. Like it, it should be, you know, a, like a free thing. Like you should be able to feel free having the knowledge of, you know, this is what, you know, this is the type of respect that I should bring to the table and this is what I should well, do. Well, how can you when you mm-hmm. know people personally that have been accused of sexual assault and they were they were proven innocent though yeah right? i mean that that would make me you know not trust the that's the what i'm per- saying. the next person but yeah. I, i'm curious as as to what you would kind of say about that and um i mean with me bro so i kind of a lot of people don't really know this a lot of people do but so when i was at florida the reason i left was actually because of sexual assault case that happened out there not with me but it yeah, involved yeah. one of my involved one of my teammates and I just didn't like the way they handled the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I just decided to remove myself from it, to say the least. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when it comes to a topic like that, you know, I really try to – I take it very serious just because, you know, I have a younger sister. Yeah. Um, you know, some our Lord knows if somebody did something to her, it would be – I'd be in jail, to be honest with of you. Of course. So it's like uh, – yeah. I mean, you know, it's definitely a scary situation, you know, just being in the position that a lot of us are in, you know, as athletes. Um you really don't know anybody's true intentions with you. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. it's like when it comes, when it comes to women, you know, you definitely gotta feel like you just gotta take all the right, you gotta take all the right precautions, bro. You know, you gotta follow the right procedure, I guess you could say, yeah. you know, you gotta make sure everything's good. But then at the same time, you, like, you don't know what's really going on in their head, bro. So, yeah, I mean, right. it's a, I don't know. That's always been like a crazy situation. It's me. Crazy. That's why me personally, I just stay out the way, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's that's the best way of going about I don't know if that's the best way of going about it, but that's a way that a lot of people go about it, right? He's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm just going to be cool. Like, I'm going to just stay out the way. But I, I don't think that we should have to, to do that, right? I mean, I was blown away when I we had a, a Title IX discussion at Harvard, and they told me that you can also have sexual assault case against you um, in a relationship. Like with someone, if they're yeah. not consenting to it, yeah. like that, bl- that blew me so away. I was like, we like you still have to go through procedures of consent, yeah, even in a relationship. Like that was like, whoa, crazy, yeah, bro. And I and I didn't know that, and I know ninety nine percent of the people that I know don't know that, mm-hmm. right? And so like, at what point do we hit an inflection point where, like, we have to like educate everyone so we don't have to be like, I need to just be out the way, like that, like that, pro- that prohibits you from meeting probably some really great people. Oh like yeah, just no, because of a few because of a few things. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, as far as the education goes, to be honest with you, 
I mean, you know, it's definitely something that a lot of schools do touch on, but nobody, I feel like it's a conversation that a lot of people are really scared to have, bro. And it's like, you know, it's it's a real life thing. And uh, I don't know if Mo is here for this, but we had a lady named Brenda Tracy. I love Brenda. Oh, she, yeah, uh, she came speak she oh, came yeah, to yeah, Vanderbilt yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she came yeah so when my junior year, I participated in the Nike opening and she came out and spoke. And me and her, you know, I have Brenda's number, me and her talk every now and then. Um, but you know, she has a really, she has a foundation called set the expectation, bro. Yep. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she just kind of talks about, you know, everything that we're talking about, you know? So she does, she dealt with a very terrible situation, bro. Like, you know, what she went through, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody, but she does give us, you know, when she talked to us, at least, I don't know if she did the same thing. It's probably the same speech, but mm-hmm. you know, she kind of just told us about taking those right procedures and stuff, you know, being really being cautious with who you decide to sleep with, yeah. you know, making sure, you know, their true intentions, you know? But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, my mom always told me, and this is kind of like how I carry myself, I mean, don't have sex with a girl if you even think that she would do something yeah. to, be, to mess up your future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just kind of how. <clears throat> so when I say stay out the way, I don't mean like, like just stay out the way. But it, No, I know I you're mean, not like that. You know what I'm saying? I know like, you're not like that. But if, if I, yeah. even if, you know, and then I feel like oftentimes, you know, we, we know for the most part, like, you know, we we know about, we know a little bit about a girl before we talk to them. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of guys kind of just brush it off, you know, brush it off their shoulder. But, I mean, you know, you got to kind of follow your instincts sometimes, too, when yeah. it comes to stuff like that. So, if you do have a, a bad gut feeling, just you know, it's always got to go with your gut feeling. So, yeah. Well, it's even gotten to the point where high-level actors, and I'm blanking out his name, but the lead in The Matrix. What's his name? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. He's known for when he takes photos with fans, like, you know, women and girls, like, he doesn't even put his arm around mm-hmm. there. Have you seen that? Yeah, well, Keanu Reeves is on a whole different wavelength anyways. That dude's is a he? G. Uh, yeah, he, he, like, gives all his money away. Like, he doesn't, okay. he just does his own thing. He lost his parents really like early in some crazy something? shit. Yeah. And he just is all about just helping people out and giving money away. But so what you saying, that doesn't surprise me, but. Yeah, well, because right with the whole Me Too thing and everyone in the industry, you know, actors, producers, directors, et cetera, he kind of just steered in the complete opposite direction. Everyone takes a photo. It doesn't touch anybody. And wow. <laughs> there was a, there was like this Twitter thread that was kind of like not exposing, but it kind of revealed. It was like, hold on, why isn't he touching any of these girls? And like, I think someone asked him in an interview. He's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to stay away from this. Yeah, bro. And, and, and the wave too with like celebrities tough. and it's sad, bro. But yeah, I sad, feel him though. Bro. I feel him. It's just there's certain things that we shouldn't have to do, but you know, you just have to do it now. Yeah, shit sucks, but you just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, because look at it. Look, and I don't. No one knows anything about the Deshaun case, right? Because right. it's very fresh. But they said it's up to seven. The firm that's representing them say they've got twelve uh, cases to file, and they have an additional ten. So tw- they're claiming they have twenty-two girls that they're talking to about this right now. Yeah, it's wild. You think he was out there like that? Twenty-two. No, I mean, that lot. opens 20, a conversation of like a lot. someone bro, is someone framing him. Like, I mean, you you'd know? be surprised, bro. There's a lot of there's like that Darius guy situation. I don't. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm big on not speaking on things I don't know. Truly, like, I wasn't there to see it, but I mean I don't think a 70 year old lady's gonna lie about being assaulted by a college athlete at yeah. the time, bro. Did that like, tie into the Les Miles thing? Is that why he just got fired from KU? I, bro, I think like honest, he was I, covering up some deal. We could look it up, but so here's the other thing. Like yeah. as an administrator, and this kind of goes back to like the Penn State and um, Urban Meyer. Like like what? What do you do? Like you have this, you basically have this business that you're running, yeah. that you and you're and you have a job, and you're making three, four million dollars a year, and you know if this gets out, like 
you're 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 you can't take care of your family. And it's another like I mean I know you guys are college athletes, so like you don't have a crazy amount of responsibility, but what what do you kind of do? Right, like you're in a really tough situation. It's like three or four million dollars, or like you're talking about if you're a head coach. If you're you a head find coach, out your you're, yeah, you find out when you're your AD. Well, if you're less like, miles and you and you tell the administration of you know what some of your what your players did, a guy is like you're not going to get fired because of his actions. You might, if that's what you're suggesting. I mean, I, that would be the only reason why I think now, most of them are afraid. Like, why why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you? Because he's your it's, star running yeah, back. Yeah, that it, I think it has nothing to do with the coaches being afraid to lose their job. I just feel like there's a lot of coaches who don't care about anything but their job. You know, I feel like that's, that's understandable more, though. I feel like that's more of the problem. It is understandable, but at the same time, I mean, I'm I like I said I left Florida for a situation like that. Yeah. You know, my coach he just didn't really yeah. care. So, I mean, you know, it's I don't know, bro. For me it's just a little bit different cuz I yeah. actually had to yeah. I was put You're in a situation, situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, with me personally, I just I can't stand by somebody who's willing to, yeah. you know, who's okay with that, bro. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think about it, bro. You had, you know, mom goes to the game. I don't know if you guys have little siblings, little sister or something, yeah. but little sister, even older sister, go to the games and stuff, bro. You don't want them around your head coach, like, yeah, <laughs> and, he, right. and he's okay he's with stuff like that, that stuff. you know? Exactly. I don't know, bro. It's a, and, it's and a what I mean by situation. It, it's understandable. Like I'm, I'm, I, I see eye to eye with you, but I'm, yeah. I'm big on not putting my my standards on other people. So when you look at um, you know, some a guy like Urban Meyer who cover up the domestic abuse with one of his coaches, or you look at the situation with Les Miles, it's like, who do you have your loyalty to? Like, and, and it's almost like it's like fam, it's like family, right? Like, I, I don't know how tight your family is. I don't know how you guys how tight you guys with your family, but if it if Les Miles has his loyalty to his job and to his and to his best running back you know what i mean urban meyer has his loyalty to the guy that he mentored coming up who he believes that he sees a better side of yeah. and can uh, turn a blind eye to those situations but so I'm, I'm really just playing devil's advocate I don't, for me i would i would i would definitely like fire him but look at it from i think there's a line between i think what you're getting at is believing in second chances is that what you're kind of getting to if, if you see another side which which I'm a proponent of, but at the same time, if you make a mistake like that at a university, mm-hmm. say LSU, a Darius Guy situation, I don't know if you can continue playing at that school, representing what that school for. seeks to represent as a higher education, you know, uh, the whole morality thing, you know, LSU, and this is what we stand for in the community and all this stuff, right? right? You can see the dissonance between what one of your players does representing your university on Saturdays in front of you know, whatever, tens of millions of viewers. But you have a really good moral code, right? When it comes down to it, what's it about? It's about the economics. That guy that you put on the field that wins that game against Alabama, he produces you more money than the situation, if that makes sense, if you were to but monetize now, that but situation. But now looking back at it for less miles, oh, it wasn't was worth it worth it. the risk? It, 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 it totally wasn't <laughs> worth yeah. it. Well, no, so, yeah. so I – I burn bleed orange. Uh, I bleed burn orange. Excuse me. Um, so and LSU is like my right. second team. Bur- what? I bleed burnt orange. Texas. UT. Yes, sir. UT. He's from Austin. Yeah. I didn't even know they said that. <laughs> but there's burnt a little orange. bit of purple and gold in there floating around. I didn't know about this recently with KU. Yeah. It's not that because he covered up that situation. There, uh, he's got allegations against him. Mm. Look at this, texting oh, female wow. students, taking them to his condo alone, making them feel uncomfortable, and at least one occasion kissing a student and suggesting they go back to her hotel room where he could help her with her career, allegedly. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's a tough deal when your head power, coach man. is doing that. That power. Yeah. Power trip. It, it, it is. It is, and it starts, you know, starts in college. You know what I mean? It starts from early age. It was, it was those habits, honestly. It's funny. I don't want to get in that conversation, but my dad always talks about, like, if you're going to be a hoe at 16, you know, you're going to be a hoe at 35. Like, for real. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't, like, I know, like a ring doesn't change it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, nothing nothing changes your behavior except, you know, a choice. You know what I mean? No, nothing. And more power is going to make it even worse, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. I just think back. I always think of the Stanford prison experiment, like the most classic case study in, like, psychology. Right? What are you talking about? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? No, bro. You've never heard of this? No. You guys have heard of this? The yeah, Stanford I've, prison experiment? Never oh, taken I wasn't a, listening, sorry. You've never taken a psych class? Never heard of this. Oh, you've never? Okay, so this is back in the day. Learn us. Learn us a little bit. Yeah, I'll educate you guys. This is like Psych 101. <laughs> All right. No, Pavlov's dog is Psych 101. Oh, this is the next class. Maybe <laughs> psych you, may, maybe you didn't make it to that <laughs> next class. You're right. Econ. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> I'm econ too. All right. Uh, no, so so they, they ran this experiment at Stanford. We could look it up maybe... 60s 70s because you can't uh you can't make these experiments anymore just given like like the structure yeah. in the format of yeah. like these kinds of things so uh they prison experiment it's a big thing yeah they wanted to see how Are those black people the amount of power someone <laughs> receives changes how they act in such a short amount of time and so it was essentially a case study for this where they gave people uh, th- like there's a group of people, a subset that were prisoners and the mm-hmm. other were the guards. And they said, you know, you have ultimate authority over the prisoners and, you know, immediately within, you know, maybe f- two hours, they started acting like incredibly cruelly mm. towards the other participants just because they were given this power over them. And so, I, and it's just kind of human nature. One of those things that I always think of. I think I have the qualities to be a guard. Prisoner. Prisoner, I guess. Oh, I didn't know they, they made like a movie about it. Less work. Oh, that's what I was like. Why does this look like a, oh, it's a legit yeah, movie? Yeah, it looks like, like a movie trailer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is a movie. Right. It's a movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, there's that quote, right? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Damn. You're so smart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no cap. No, that's actually that's actually really smart. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know. Yeah, things change when you have power over, like, subordinates. Right. Just mentally okay. and psychology. okay. okay. Or you're going too far. Oh. Subordinates. That's yeah, you've t- been to jail. You got something to tell us about? <laughs> no, it's the <laughs> fact that you said the word subordinates, bro. That's the term. Hey, that's bro. Glasses the term. in session, brother. Bro, Come you, on. You went no, to Harvard, bro. <laughs> exactly why you don't have to say that word subordinates. I like, like just use a that's common. The, that's the first word that came to my mind. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, let's bring it back to, because we started <laughs> talking about. It to a sport, to let's, a sport let's, yeah, cast. Let's, let's bring it more light. DBU. Yeah, that we was talk DBU, dude. We've got okay, yeah, that's a good one. So I definitely want yeah. someone who played at the University of Florida and now someone who's here at USC. Who's the real DBU? Uh you I'd don't s- have to say SC either. Nah, I'd still go with Florida. Really? Wow. Yeah. Not LSU. Nah. Why? Why Florida? I'm gonna be honest, I thought the Florida DBs were kind of overrated. So let's hear it. You played there. It's DBU, not DBNFL. So mm. if we're talking about success in the NFL, I'm gonna definitely have to go with either Alabama or LSU. Yeah. But if we're talking about you know best cornerbacks in college football, it's either Florida State or University of Florida. I'm going with University of Florida. You know you can't 
Vernon Gar- Vernon Hargraves. Hargraves. I don't think it was crazy. I don't think I Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins, and he, he I don't even think he was at Florida all four years. He got in trouble for something and transferred his senior year. But I mean, bro, it's like time out. What is up hey, with these rankings? Geez, you bro? see this list? You, you see that? That every, was weird. Every rank. Fight on, baby. Bro, every ranking is USC. This FSU. must be like a, a West Coast browser thing. Hey, we're on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're on the internet. We're on Mo's laptop hey. too. Yeah. Wait, are we? So are we safety you or like corner you? Because those is DBU. This is DBU. Yeah. Wait, these are the top. I just want the this best in, corner. He was like, uh, I just want this in the record us. books. Quarterback you, wide receiver you, because we had this on another podcast, and now. DBU. Let's go, baby. <laughs> what can't we do? It's the sites, bro. There's no way. Let's bleach a report. Now, SC's definitely got some good guys in the league as far as DBs go. You know, they had their dudes. Even in college, they've had their dudes, you know. Yeah. Taylor Mays was a guy. Troy Polamalu. They've had their fair Ooh, share. Adori. Adori was Adore amazing. was different in college. Bro, they've had, their, they've had their fair share. But, I mean, Vernon Hargraves, in my opinion, is the best he, if you look at his film, he has the best college film that I've ever best seen. Best college tape. Yeah, C.J. Henderson, more recent. You know, it's just like C.J. Henderson is cool. But like, if you look year in, year out, they've produced some of the some of college's best defensive backs, bro. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to to pass up on them when it comes to giving somebody the title DBU. Yeah, you mentioned Vernon a few times. What is it about him that you think separates him? Uh, I'm not the biggest NFL Vernon Hargraves fan. But in college, I say it was the his his ball skills for sure. The way he was able to break on the ball, just his instincts. Yeah, you know, he had like some insane instincts, bro. And you know, just his quick twitch was insane, bro. He was coming in and out of everything so like good. receivers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's able to read quarterbacks. You know, not a lot of people in college truly know how to do that. But I mean, if you watch him, he's staring down the quarterback's eyes, mm-hmm. reading the three step, breaking on slants and stuff like that mm-hmm. was him. So. Yeah, uh, there's there's been some dogs at Florida recently. We were just talking about Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts he's, is crazy. He's projected what top five, six, seven. Kyle Pitts for sure, is crazy. somewhere in the top what ten. And you said Van Van Jefferson was crazy too. What's the other receiver? Oh, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius. Yes. Tony. Yeah, I want I want your take on on all those dudes. Kyle Pitts was a, he was good, bro. He's like a like a man amongst boys almost. Like he's. Very big receiver, but he knows how – or very big tight end, I guess, but he moves like a receiver, you know. Yeah. He can control his body real well. He's, pre- he's pretty decent when it comes to getting in and out of his breaks. But, I mean, if he's even with a receiver, it's, it's over with. Yeah, if he's over with. Even if, up to him. if he's getting phased out, they're throwing that back shoulder and he's boxing him out, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to stop a guy like that. The next level, I'm definitely excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, it's going to be a little bit harder for him to go up. You know, Every every corner in the uh, NFL is 6-1. For the most part, yeah. you know, the for the most part, all the elite ones are over. You know, they have some height to them, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see him go against some of these bigger safeties and uh and um corners in the NFL. But he was real good. KT was KT's crazy. I mean, the human joystick. To be honest, I never had a hard time covering KT, but he's a really good player. So you you, you like covering smaller receivers, then? Huh? It's way easier to me. Mm. I've always wondered that. Like I hate I hate big corners, long corners like yeah. they're the, they're the toughest. The dude from South Carolina, he's like six four. J C Horn, no, uh, no. is he? Uh, yeah, I almost Ishmael. went to South Carolina. Oh, bro, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that dude's like six four, bro. Like he's dude's, a legit. 
He's a legit six four. Yeah, too, like he, he stuck might, his line. Be, it's so hard from a quarterback's oh, perspective arms, too. He can literally stick yeah. his arms across the ball. It's so tough. Oh, you played against him, huh? Yeah, his freshman year. Yeah, he okay. Uh, I think it was or a sophomore, sophomore year. Yeah, this year he had year. three picks against. Oh, uh, against Georgia. Just Georgia. That was a sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. My, my freshman year. Um, yeah, that that dude's good. I, I've always hated like longer corners and usually like six one, six like yeah, even six foot a little bit. Like that's that's a pretty. Pretty big corner, and they got a little bit of speed. I mean, you can't really do anything with it's that. Such an advantage, yeah. even from a quarterback's exactly. perspective. You're almost shutting down half the field, right? Like the yeah. toughest corner, well, two. I would say Jawan Williams at Vanderbilt, just because yeah. of how lanky he was. I don't know if you heard him. He went second round to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say two years ago. He's going on year three in the league. Yeah, he's okay. with the Pats. He was my teammate, so just going against him every day in practice. And then DeAndre Baker at Georgia. Oh yeah, DeAndre could go too. I liked him at Georgia. Yeah. You know, watching tape throughout the week. He didn't really pan out. Well, he had the whole he incident where he had, a, like, a robbery or something. But still, he like, he didn't, he didn't even have, like, a great rookie year, did he? I don't think so. He went first round, though. I'm, t- really? I'm talking about straight Just junior, straight senior year at Georgia. I didn't see him get beat mm-hmm. a single time on tape. I often see that, though. Like, honestly, a lot of corners that I that I know of in the league come from, like, these weird small schools. Like, it's not always, like, the, the corner from, like, a really big school, right? Because they peak, bro. Is, is that what it is? Like, and, like, I you see like a corner, like, in college that's really good, and it gets at leaks. Like, sometimes, like, they're... There's always a setback. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, no, that's part. what I'm saying. Like, it's not, like, always, like, we stick him in there, and he goes crazy. Like, there's really, like, a... I don't know. There's, a like, a huge adjustment period. I don't know. Like, maybe that's the toughest... Tra- that's the toughest yep, one bro. to transition to in the league, because also the rules, right? To be honest... I think a lot of that comes from a lot of people just getting too complacent with you know the place that they're in, bro. Because mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna use my guy Darnay for example. Darnay went fourth round, but he started for he started as a rookie for the he was all rookie. He made the all rookie team for the Giants. Everything, right. bro. Like you know what I'm saying. He stepped yeah. in for uh, for Baker like nothing. So I feel like you take a guy like him. He didn't have all the hype that a lot of these other guys have coming out. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, it made him keep his head down and just work. I feel like a lot of guys get to the top. Mm-hmm. I'm projected to be a top three. I'm projected to be a top 15 pick. If you're if you're, a, if you're one of the top three or four corners, you're going to go in the first round. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, you get guys like that and they kind of, they come out and they get real complacent with what they're doing. You got, you know, agents. Don't, I feel like that's another thing. So you got agents giving Twenty one year olds. Eighty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got bro, Jamar Chase be walking around with a his mouth is busted down, fam. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you give you give people like you give you give younger kids a lot of money yeah. Yeah. and it can make them feel like they accomplished it. I feel like you know, made it already. Exactly. But in reality you didn't yeah. make it yet. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like a lot of people just have it's it's all it's all a mindset to me, bro. I feel like a lot of people kinda carry the wrong mindset with things and it kinda makes them fall off when they get to the NFL. It's Damn. tough to keep that edge, that same mentality that got you there. Because I, I felt that a little bit on a different ex- – right, not not talking about the NFL, but – Yeah, I was going to say, when did you feel well, that? Well, okay, I'll explain it. Coming from junior college and then <laughs> – Chill out. Bro, we <laughs> just went from Jamar Chase to you. Like, I'm not Eddie. saying it's – like, It's the same idea, though. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm it. just saying he just <laughs> talked about Jamar Chase – <laughs> with bands, and then we go from bro, first round, not, second round. We go from you like, yeah, bro. I felt that yeah, like some more of that grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that grape juice. That great. That yeah. All right, let me let me explain this to you. All right, and then you. you let me. All right. So what I was getting at was, 
coming from junior college, I played on the Jayhawk Conference in Kansas, which to me is the most challenging junior college conference in college football. Easily. Junior college football, whatever that is. Right, last chance you like everyone's watched that. Yeah, my boys at Garden City right now. Oh, for real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're in our conference, right? It's all D one guys. Yeah. And the level of work ethic that I had and my teammates had to get out of that situation, to me, is unparalleled because you're stuck in a very small town in the middle of the country, farmland, few thousand people Yuck. in the entire town. There's two, three stoplights in Coffeyville, Kansas. There's no CVS. There's no pharmacy. I pull up. No baddies. I <laughs> no baddies. Probably a few, actually. So day one, I pull up You know, at the hotel. <laughs> I'm, I'm, staying, bad, I'm staying there at front desk, and I think I needed something from, like, a CVS, like Advil or something. I said, like, hey, ma'am, you know, where's, where's, where's the nearest CVS? She's like, yeah, we don't have that here. You're going to have to go to the, the nearest gas station. Oh, so, like, no. everything you need, you go to the gas station. Oh, no. Walmart's the biggest. You shop. Anything you need, you go to Walmart. You don't, you don't shop at Walmart. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> I had, and Walmart's a I really big Walmart. deal for those towns. All right, so long story short, I go from this town, and all you know is grind because you're trying to get out, and you're trying to put up numbers. And, and I'm watching highlight tapes of college football players at big D1 schools. I'm like, I'm going to be there. That's my goal. And then I, I, I go to Vanderbilt, and I'm playing in the SEC. And, and you get that that little inkling in your head where it's like, wow, I really made it. These facilities are different. These are world-class, or not world-class, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Vanderbilt. Right, but, but relative, relative to, to where I came from, man, we're preparing to play <laughs> Ole Miss, Florida, Kentucky on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. We have a training facility. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, which to me is one of my favorite cities in, in the country. Nash Vegas. And, you know, you, you spend a week or two kind of thinking, I've, I've gotten to this point, and you start to get some playing time, and you're like, okay, like, like I can do this. And then you remember, okay, how did I get here in the first place? And it's that same work ethic that I had early mornings, late nights in Coffeyville, Kansas, when the lights on the field are, are off, and I'm just by myself or me and my roommate or whatever in the dark just doing ladder drills and doing sprints. That's a real nah, so right there, bro. That's what I'm saying. But how do you, how do you maintain <laughs> that same mindset once you already feel like you got there, I understand I, I didn't. That's, or any point, any, any point. Because even at USC, you can say the same thing. If you're a five-star recruit and all this, and then, oh, now I'm at USC, I got a little playing time. Nah, I'm the guy, my, you read your art, your name in the articles and people talking about you. I'm, I'm sure that same thing has gone through your head and, and, oh, definitely. and a lot of people's. Yeah. Definitely, bro. So, like, with me, I kind of speak about that just because now that I think about it, I kind of feel like I did have that that kind of mentality when I came back to SC. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, I'm not going to lie, bro. When I went to Florida, um, coming back to SC, to me at the time, you know, just being, just I'm, I'm still supposed to be in high school and I'm moving on to my second college because I graduated high school early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it was like, what's the easiest way to say this? Um, I guess you could say I felt like, the SEC may have been a little bit more, I felt like the SEC was a little bit more advanced in the Pac-12. So mm -hmm. at the time, I felt like I was kind of taking a step back almost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, coming here, I kind of felt, I, I kind of did get the big head. I walked on, it, or, or I came here, and it was like, you know, I walked on campus like, you know, I'm I'm the big dog, you know, everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm, I know I'm going to yeah. play, but then, you know, reality kind of sunk in. I got here, and it was like, all right, fall camp's kicking around. I got in trouble for, I did some, like, some stupid freshman shit. 
got in trouble and uh you know i dropped from first string to like four string during camp and i had to end up working my way back up all because of a little dumb mistake because i thought i was bigger than what i really was yeah you know what i'm saying so it kind of took even that just even just that one little event bro you know it kind of work when you when you're when when you get everything taken from you even though i didn't really get anything taken from me it's just that's all i needed bro that's that's literally all i needed all i needed was for was for coach to tell me you're not starting anymore during spring ball because you made one bad decision you know what I'm saying? Now you got to work your – I didn't end up starting until game three. You know, I could have I could have got those two extra games in. Right. But I, I want to say against Fresno State, I played, like, 12 snaps against Stanford. I had, like, 15 and not – like, I remember that shit, bro, like, mm-hmm. vividly. Like, that – I'm used to not coming off the field. So, I mean, you yeah. know, I definitely had that mindset where it was, like, you know, I thought I made it, and obviously I didn't. Right. So, I mean, you know, this past offseason, uh, heading into my sophomore year – I kind of had to like remember my why, remember what got me to where I was, just like you did. So I feel you, bro. But I mean, it's all the mentality, you know. If you're yeah. able to, if you're able to to wake up and remember your why every day, you know, remember why you're doing it, and what got you this far. And I don't think it's really too hard at all to kind of keep that same that same mindset. Yeah. Cause I've been able to do it. Shit, I mean, I'm not making millions of dollars yet, but <laughs> yeah, you know, I shit. I don't know. I feel like everything's just a stepping stone because to me it's bigger than the NFL too. So mm-hmm. I feel like my mindset is just different from just that alone. When you say it's bigger than the NFL, what do you mean by that? Bro, I saw Kanye made $6.4 billion. Mm-hmm. I can't do that in the NFL. I'm going to need to do a lot more than that. So yeah. I mean, it doesn't just stop with football with me. You know, there's a lot of other shit that I want to. Leveraging your brand for something bigger. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, not only that, Kanye was like fifty-four million in debt like four years ago too. So it's crazy yeah. how he's turned that shit around. No, nah, so that that's all for cap. Real. Or that that that. <laughs> listen to this. You don't think he was really in debt? No, no. he's in. He, technically, he's in debt. So when they said that fifty-four million net worth, it was just assets minus liabilities, right? And so it, basically, Kanye might have a hundred thousand dollar loan on you know some like on a project. And knowing Kanye, probably paying like maybe a 0.5 interest rate or something like that, or, you know, 1% APR. But the asset's actually earning more cash than what he's paying in interest. So he's making more money than what technically than how much he's paying. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just a whole assets minus liability thing. So it's, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, so I'm the, with you. So the $54 million in debt was like, come on, Kanye. Like, so you're saying it just it was only like $30 million in debt, you're right. Or thirty or thirty million debt. Just any, it's, it just like sometimes like when you when you you gotta filter that when you hear that. Right. It's just that it's just an assets minus liability equation. You're right? saying it's a matter of just liquidating assets. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like any true businessman is over leveraged like that. And yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. You're, you're leveraged like that anyways. Like I look it, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I'm I'm with you. But <laughs> yeah, me thinking Kanye, nah, you know, different story. But yeah, no, but I saw the I saw the billions though, and that was crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That's. That's, that's well, I, I like how you're thinking bigger too, because that's what we were talking about with Drake when we had him on here. Oh, yeah. Just the power of his platform, and you know the opportunity that guys like us have here at USC and draft hopefuls and NFL hopefuls. You know, that window is open, and so, so someone just walked by and was like, "Hey, are you Drake London?" Like, took a selfie with him, and it, it was perfect timing almost, because we were talking about his brand, and some dude just walks by, and. Uh, yeah, I think there's a book that I'm reading now. It's called Athletes Are Brands Too. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have, yeah. You read it? I didn't read it. Oh, you've but heard I, of it? I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just talks about, it, it, there's a lot of case studies where 
talks a lot about a guy like Jay-Z who's made a fraction of his net worth in music, but he's been able to parlay that into investments in, you know, <laughs> he just outside out companies. Again, right, he, he just, just cashed cash out again. again. What did he cash out again and, on? Uh, it was another platform. Oh, like, is it Tidal? I think so. Oh, yeah, Tidal got Tidal. Tidal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just did something with Tidal. Tidal. That's, that's the thing, Which, though. Like, once you get to that level, though, I feel like, and same thing with, like, LeBron. Like, anything you put your hand on, LeBron. like, it the value accretes. Like, it's not... Yeah, like just by, even, by virtue have, of yeah, investing you in it. To be, you yeah. don't even have to be a great But how many LeBron and Jay-Z's are there versus the uh, guys oh, underneath? that's right. With, sorry. <laughs> versus the guys underneath oh, them. Oh, SquareBot title? For $297 oh, That's Jack Dorsey, right? The dude that... Yeah, we talked about Dorsey. So, I have a question, like, and I pretty much ask everyone that comes on here, is like, what... So, you're drafted first round, and... You know, you're 15th overall pick, and I just put $300,000 in your hand. Like, what are you doing with it? Because, and you got to remember, like, you're not getting your first game check until you play that game. I don't, do you know about that? Like, the NFL? Like, a lot of people don't really know. I didn't know, at least. It's like, yeah. it's split up in 17 game checks. And unless your contract's guaranteed, like, you don't get that 117th of the game check that week. You get the 117th of maybe IR or practice squad. So, I mean, you're making, you know, $36,000 a week on a rookie contract um, or $15,000 after taxes. But, like, you, it's actually 117. I didn't realize that. I don't know if you knew that. But, you know, say I put $300,000 in your hand. Like, what's, what, are you, what, what are you doing with it? Like, what's going to be my first big your first, purchase? Your first, your second, your third, your investment. Like, um, so me... I don't know, bro. Three hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's actually a really good answer. So, I mean, that's that's the best answer. Yeah. No, no disrespect to everyone. <laughs> Wait, who was it? Drake. He was like, Drake said he was going to yeah. buy like four cars. Said buying everybody a car yeah. except himself. Except, except, except him, yeah. which is nice of him, but it's tough. <laughs> it's tough with the contract. I mean, if the number was three hundred thousand, to be honest, bro, there's not really much I would be able to. There's there's not much I would be able to do mm-hmm. and still be able to live comfortably as as comfortable as I would want to so mm-hmm. I'd say when I'm settled in the league you know once my second contract hits that's when I'm gonna start splurging on the shit that I you know I really want yeah. obviously you know year two I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably want a nice car so, yeah you know, I'll probably get like a, a uh I'll probably get a Hellcat I'm not going IA yet you're getting but, a Hellcat yeah that's what Nicole got you know Nicole Harvin um, receiver for the Chiefs. You're, you're definitely gonna have to cover him at, uh, at some point. <laughs> What's his name? McCole Harmon. He went I to Georgia. So. Um, Starts for him, right? Yeah, yeah. He gets a lot of playing time. Yeah, plays a lot. Um, we got the Hellcat. Hellcat. Oh, yeah. It's just too loud for me, bro. Like, bro, it's super hella loud. But I like it. You, you like, like that? I can't stand that. I'm I like not, smooth. Reflects like, personality. Yeah, but if is. I if I don't <laughs> very do, true. If I don't go Hellcat, I'm gonna have to go X6 BMW. That's cold. Yeah. My buddy just bought that. That's going to have to hey, be. Is the X6 the sedan version? Mm hmm. Yeah, the black dog. Yeah, bro. he just got the black like on black. Like Ferk just bought that. It's like that Ferk ramped up yeah. Mercedes they do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Mode. It's like the GLE. Uh huh. Ferk just bought that. It's and like the Beamers are not, they're better than the, the Mercedes version of it. Oh, hell yeah. They look way better. For sure. Well, I don't mean to backtrack, but your one freshman mistake. Is that something you can talk about or you don't want to go down that road? Talk about backtrack. Yeah, I, could, I mean, <laughs> get that in the back of his head. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, uh, 
definitely feel like it's something that I, you know, that helped me get to where I am right now. You can say no, too. Ain't no thing at all. Nah, so basically, freshman year, we had, uh, during uh, camp, we had to stay in some dorms and stuff. And I feel like, you know, there's a, probably a lot of younger kids that watch this show, too. So this yeah. is... It's a learning experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, a learning yeah. experience. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I made a stupid mistake when I was younger for my freshman year, but... I basically just snuck out of the dorm rooms when I was supposed to. It was real strict. We were supposed to all stay in our rooms. Coach made it very clear. Let us know that the year before, uh, somebody, one of my other teammates, <laughs> he had actually did the same thing with somebody else. So he told us not to do it. I still didn't want to, you know, just thought I was bigger than what I was. And so I decided to. I decided it was going to be a good idea to leave the uh, the dorm room that they told us not to leave and go back to my apartment. And then when is this? When is this? My this freshman year, year during fall camp. Oh, during fall camp. Yeah, bro. Fall Isn't camp. Isn't that big of a deal though? Definitely. Right when they <laughs> when they're making the entire team stay somewhere, and then one person decides. That, think, yeah, bro. I guess we never, we never did, did that. that. <laughs> ne- we never did that where, yeah. wherever I was. Everyone's so. in the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you, you guys just, didn't do that? Uh, yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that last year either, or because of COVID probably. But I don't think we're doing it this year either because of COVID. But yeah, so I basically snuck out next day. Coach Hudson came in and was like, who snuck out? You know, gave us the whole talk, and he was like, you know, either you're going to step up right now or you're not playing the rest those. of spring ball. I was like, damn, it was me and one other person, but I'm not even going to say his name. We both walked up there, took complete responsibility for my actions, and then I had a punishment every single day after practice for the rest of spring ball or for the rest of fall camp. Are you kidding Ooh. me? Bro, it how was, long? How wait? How how much more time did you have of? Bro, this was like day three, so I had oh. another weekend. <laughs> but I had another week and a half. Bro. Fall camp is hard as it is, bro. bro punishment, fam. On top of fall camp, fam. The first day wasn't even the hardest day, and I had yeah. the bear. You know how it is. I had yeah. the bear crawl from that very back, like the the opposite side of the uh, the turf field, like from so from that wall on the tur- by the turf field all the way to the wall, like where the where the uh, where the where the pool is. No. Bear crawl. Wall to wall. <laughs> twice. I've been back. Wait. That stretches two different football fields. Yeah. After, pra- after practice. After practice. After, pra- <laughs> after, yeah, after practice, probably- meetings, everything. Like, and every day. I had to do that every day, but it was something different. Like, the next day I had to do, like, some worse, bro. One day that I'm pretty sure they made me do, like, rolls. The rolls like, got you. 200 rolls yards. You know, you just like roll, roll on your, you, like you roll on the shot. How does that mess you so up? You got dizzy. You get dizzy. dizzy? Yeah, you Fuck. try rolling yeah. hundred yards. <laughs> That's more disrespectful of anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not hard. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just not. That was the whole point. Yeah, that, was yeah, no, that, that that actually make me mad. Bro, it's it's like at petty, this point, yeah. like you're being kind of abusive. Me mad, like, but what, that's not even cool. But what can you say? Your head coach. I'm not gonna say anything, but like I'm just thinking in the back of my head, like yeah, like it's not an exercise to get me stronger or anything like that. You're making me roll. Like Coach Mason's made us do that. Oh, Coach Mason. From Vandy. You know Coach uh, Mason? Oh, yes, he yeah. definitely does know Coach, Coach Mason. Mason. Yeah, I went to school with his daughter. I went to school oh, with Kenzie, Florida. Too. Yeah. Okay. But Coach Mason recruited me out of high school as well. Can you, pa- can you, can you pause it? There's no pause. <laughs> we can just uh, edit it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> or you can ask that. I know what you got. I know where you're trying to get down. You can ask afterwards <laughs> if like, you want to. How to well answer you your know? question, <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. No. Wow. Yeah. Dangerous man. Dangerous man. <laughs> Bro. With... Okay. Hey, this we'll talk about this after. <laughs> we'll talk about this after, bro. She's but we crazy. had a we had a teammate that dated his daughter as well. 
How do you feel? She has about two. That? He has two daughters, right? Yeah. The one. Bro, can we change the subject? It's fine. <laughs> We're not naming names. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, yeah, yeah, it could be, and it could get edited out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. All good. So full circle though on so because you said that <laughs> that just the the <laughs> having to be dumped down to the fourth string for fall ball was enough to kick you back up and get your hunger back. But now sharing your punishment, you think your punishment had something to do like you're doing that for what almost two weeks every day after practice? Like that likes that sink a little I mean, bit harder. I feel like. The punishment kind of made me grow up a little bit more, but it would I wouldn't say it brought back any, like, hunger that kind of left me. I'd say it kind of just made me realize that, you know, college is a lot. You know, you, you have to have extreme discipline in college if you want to be successful. You know, you can't, you can't get away with the little things because, you know, like in high school, I'm not going to lie, bro, in high school it's a lot easier mm-hmm. when you're one of two five-stars on your team to just walk in practice and be like, I don't really want to do one-on-ones today. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to play catch with the homie instead. Like, it's way easier to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in college, you... Even at a Bosco, though, I feel like y'all, at least from my perspective, outside looking in, and I remember seeing a team that, like, had... Y'all had, like, boys. The whole... I mean, you always have boys. Bro, like, a lot of... I don't know why people think my team was just this exact. team full of thousands of five stars no that's bro. how like, like, I mean, it's there's you literally the number like, one quarterback in the country so yeah, yeah two, no. in two completely different classes yeah wow. i think i think they just lumped though. together but i just yeah, remember a specific year though i like maybe you guys had like dude going like cow sc like bama like maybe a oh. big old samoan lineman or something like that bro wait what year did you graduate high school 2015 2015, so maybe your sophomore year, maybe 2013, yeah. we won the national championship. Yeah, that we had team. Jaleel Wadu go to UCLA. We had like three dudes go to SC, a dude go to UW. But yeah, nah, there must have been big a big Samoan lineman or something like that. Oh, Damian Mama. Yeah, but maybe you're talking about my soft my sophomore the year we won state. We had Wyatt Davis, who's projected to go like top ten now. He was at Ohio State. We had Jaden Woodby on that team. Yeah, who ended up he was the number one safety in the country. He went to Ohio State. I was on that team. We had I want to say our, we had like eight people committed to D one schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's that team. So from the outside looking in, I'm like, dang, these dudes. Like, it's a big program. It's a big yeah. problem. Like these dudes in practice, like they're they're going they're at going it. Going at it. Yeah. Well, I'd say what high school did you go to? Dillard. That's the one I graduated from in Fort Lauderdale. Dillard. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Never heard of her. What a, hey, uh, we have we have a few national championships. St. Thomas, no, did you play so against St. Thomas? That's our rival. Okay, so is that really your rival? I'd, yeah, so honestly, we're, we're bro, real close next to each other. I'd say I'd compare like Bosco and Modern Day to St. Thomas Aquinas and Dillard. Then yeah, I, mean, I don't know. If Probably they, closer to St. Thomas because they take a lot of like Dillard's the public school and St. Thomas takes a lot of our recruits. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I played against St. Thomas my junior year. We were did def- y'all beat them, bro. No, we lost in. It, mm. Your junior, D- that's that not ju- the debate then. Yeah, no, DJ, bro. If DJ played that game, we would, bro. They scored. Oh, he was they out. scored six oh, points. Yeah, you definitely would never won. They scored six points. If DJ would have played that game, we would have won. Yeah. Wait, so you guys, you guys got shut out. You're right. saying St. Thomas scored six? Did they you guys scored, have a field Wait, goal? it was six to zero. It was no, it was nine to six. Wow, that's a good game. All field goals. Ew. No, they scored a touchdown, couldn't get the extra point, couldn't get the, they went for two, couldn't uh, get the two, okay. and then they kicked the field goal. Yeah. Who was on that St. Thomas team? Was it Trayvon Grimes? You know Trayvon, right? Yeah, yeah. no, nah, Trayvon wasn't on that team. He was, he was already he at Florida? No, nah, he was at Ohio State. He was at Ohio State. 
we had, they Elijah had, Moore was probably on Elijah, that team. Uh, Did you cover Elijah? He's you crazy. I, he didn't have a catch on me. Wow. <laughs> well, he is a smaller receiver, though. And that's what he, he is. Said. So like, oh, bro, I'm telling you. I don't know why. Circle back. Bro, I don't know why. Usually, oh, what I said? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it usually good. it's tougher. I mean, I don't know. Usually he's quick. He's a good player, though. Well, what do you think about him? Just solid? Nah, he's really good. I mean, I guarded him in high school. I strapped him in high school. Yeah. If I guarded him again, I'm pretty sure I strapped him again. But <laughs> I love, bro, this is I the like corner that. talking. Bro. But I'd love, I love, that. I, I'd love, I love to that. get some working with him. No, he's a really good player for sure. No, I was saying the real circle back was breakdown for us. Why you like to guard smaller receivers versus bigger receivers? Um, he can't give you all the all his secrets, bro. <laughs> yeah, I can. People gonna come back to the podcast and be like, oh, so yeah. I'd say. The reason I like guarding smaller receivers is just because I'm I'm like almost OD strong for a for a corner a, a sophomore corner heading into the junior year. So I mean, when I go against a smaller guy, it's real easy for me to like you know if I get hands on if I get my hands in the right position and the, the route's shut down. But you know if I'm going against Drake London or Brew McCoy, it's yeah, those like, are big you know, guys. Yeah. bro, they they run through that. Yeah, exactly. They're one step, and it, I have a harder time going against people who get straight into the route. I could mm. go against somebody who's doing. I was gonna ask you about that. You know what I'm saying? Who's yeah, doing who's trying to play with you? Because yeah. I, honestly, like a lot of high school receivers now too, and this is probably good for them to hear. Like it's more like one, two, three, like hop, 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 like just trying to do a, a ton of stuff at the line exactly. instead of just going into the route. Exactly. Like, and some of the best receivers, at least that I've seen, even like Tyreek, he does none of that. I mean, he right he's, he's, spe- he's special. Yeah. But it's always like I'm right into my route. Like I'm always attacking a corner. Devontae Adams, oh, same we, thing. Exactly. Uh, Devontae Adams a little finesse, but he's bigger too. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. He's a bigger too, so he can get away with certain mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's what it is. I feel like the smaller receivers, they can't really – I mean, it's hard to get away with – you know, all the little moves yeah. at the line of scrimmage doesn't really do much. But when you got a, a 6'2", 220-pound receiver like Brew in front of you, yeah. and he's, you know, slowly gaining ground yeah. as he's making all these moves at you, it's like, oh, shit, this dude's like, he's <laughs> right in my face. Yeah. You know, you got a smaller dude. It's easier to stay patient, not give no ground, just read and react, shoot my hands. Shoot like, your hands. Huh? I know I'll be able to kind of handle him a little bit more opposed to going against yeah. a bigger dude. It's like he's eating up my cushion. I'm. It's, it's kind of like you get in fight-or-flight mode. So what about what can a smaller receiver do to make it hard, to make it hard on a corner, like especially like you like the longer corner that's like the the standard now. So this past off season head, heading into the sophomore season, I was training with TJ Husmanzada, mm. and bro, jo- we saw him at the park, bro. Yeah, Is right. he always at the park over here? Um, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> bro, well, we saw him at that. Bro, he's always at the park training receivers, wait, huh? Wait, wait, what was he? What does he wear? Like big, valley. long shorts, <laughs> bro. Big ass shorts, yeah. Told you, big ass. I told bro. you that was him, bro. I, wait, no, that TJ, was in the valley. That was he looks valley. like a it was like, like he looks bummy. It like. probably was in the valley because he trains, bro. He trains. Like, he doesn't look, train at a facility. He trains at parks. Yeah, but so like he looks kind of yeah. like bummy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got my guy TJ. Man. <laughs> No, but I saw him and I was like, bro, that can't be him. Look it at him. Like I'm like, bro, that actually, is him, I've actually bro. told him about his big ass shorts before. Bro, big old <laughs> shorts, bro. bro I'm like, yo, that's him. Shorts. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was probably definitely him. TJ, TJ trains, all right, so. Keelan Doss, right? He trains a lot of people. He trains a lot bro. of people. So when I was getting in with him, it was the sessions I was going to was John Ross, um, Victor Bowden. Mm. Oh, is that the dude from uh, – 
Ohio State? Uh, he, he went to Oregon State. He plays okay, for the Lions right okay. now. Vic is pretty good. Big special teams guy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it was Chase Claypool and Pitt. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of had, I had two and two. You know, I had Vic. Yeah. Vic's probably 5'9", 170. Speed. Everybody knows about John Ross's size and speed. So, I mean, going against them two, you know, kind of, they're, they're elite receivers. They're play, they've been in the league for a decent amount of time now. So, um, I feel like going against them, they have a lot more knowledge mm -hmm. or a little bit more knowledge. So, uh, they were really, you could tell they've, they've gone against bigger corners and they mm -hmm. know how to defeat it because they were just getting into the routes supposed to, you know, doing all that little stuff at the line. It was really just stick and go. And I feel like a lot of receivers try to, they try to, they want you to commit to a side, but when yeah. you're going against a patient corner, it doesn't really work. So, I mean, if you're able to get into your route and just use your speed, that's going to help more than anything. So they're sticking. But I'm saying if they're sticking and going, you're just shooting your, you're just shooting a, an arm, and you got their hand on the shoulder. So there has to be something else that they're doing to 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 threaten you because no, otherwise it, it definitely is. But I think it comes. I don't know, bro. Like so, the way John runs his routes, he's just. It's hard to get a hand on him, bro. You know, he's yeah. so fast. He's, he's, kinda, so, he's, he's not tiny either. He's kind of And like, he's yeah, not, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not necessarily the smallest guy, but yeah. Vic, Vic's pretty, Vic's not that big. Mm. But Vic is, like, very, very, very explosive, and he has, like, an insane quick twitch. Mm. So, like, and he's out. Exactly, bro. So it's like with him, it's one step, but his one step isn't the same as a as a 6'2 receiver's one step. Yeah. His one step is... I'm stepping in. I'm getting under you. If you shoot your hand, I'm yeah, going right yeah, under. Yeah, like yeah. he's dipping right under my arm. Uh, yeah, you know. it was different. Who are some guys you've played in, really, any high school, at Florida, here at SC, that you kind of have that level of respect for? Not that he got you necessarily, but like, man, this guy's a dude, kind of thing. You know, like maybe like a best receiver you've played against, kind like of a thing. real recognized real. Yeah, you know, like at Florida. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Florida, I definitely go with the person that gave me the hardest time was Van. Van he's is with the Rams now, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, okay. he is crazy is, too. Yeah, bro. Like Van is very elite. Just the, he's like a, I don't know. I used to call Van like the guru, bro. He was like, I want to say Van was in his, he was in his fifth year when I got to SC. Yeah. Oh, so he was seasoned. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he was I, Van's dad is a, I don't think a lot of people know this, but Van's dad was an NFL coach too, NFL oh, receiver coach. Wow. So, you know, he, he got everything. Bro, yeah, he, yeah, he had the ins That's and outs, you know what I'm saying? Advantage. Yeah, bro. So, I mean, Van was different. He definitely who's, got all my respect. Who's and the most overrated? <laughs> the most overrated that receiver we would know. that I've gone against. Uh, or you look, or it doesn't even have to be like you gone against, or you look at him be like. My freshman year, he was my freshman. Year, he was pretty good, but my sophomore year, Frank Darby from Arizona State. Right, Arizona State. Yeah. Is he in the he league was, now? He's going to the league. Okay. He was very, he was very good my freshman year. Yeah. Or I was okay, just, Arizona or State I was just very team. young. I think I was just very young. I don't yeah. think he was that good. I was just young. But what about in the league when you like look at somebody like? Any of those guys are just like, man, like if I was out there, it's I'm strapping them. <laughs> like 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 these corners, I don't know what they're this is twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Arizona State's got some receivers, low key. He had a touch yeah, yeah he had, had a touchdown on me this year. Yeah. Did he? Uh you're yeah. not gonna show up on this, are you? Nah, I probably <laughs> will. That was the only touchdown I gave up all year though. My freshman year. 
Oh, yeah, he's talking mess too. And so I can tell you exactly what I did to you. You just passed it. It was on a glance route, and I gave up too much ground in the red zone. Oh, let me see this. Ugh, he's going crazy on UCLA. Oh, this is it's you right here. This yep, is us it's right, right here. Is it up you bottom of the screen? Yeah, oh, bro. Look. Oh, gave up too much. Oh no! Oh, my bad, my we bad, gotta bro. go back. We gotta break that down, bro. <laughs> I say we yeah, need a justice break breakdown. Break 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 it's been all good stuff with you. Let's break. Now let's break it down. This is cover zero. Bro, I'm. This is cover zero. You're on an island. I'm locked up. This is just you. But this is not. This is not your fault, though. So I mean, this is not your fault because you're going. You're going a straight cover zero blitz. You don't expect for the quarterback to have too much time. Your linebackers were a little late blitzing right here. Yeah. No, this, no, this, I'm, I'm dead serious, right? And he's, and I feel like cover zero at least. It's tough, and you're, you're, and you're playing off. You're playing. Too. Yeah, you well, no, you're, you have to play no off help. cover zero. This is what I say. You're I seven say, eight yards off. I can't put it on anybody but me because if you start, <laughs> oh, yeah, you start from right. the beginning, you're right. You gotta, you gotta say that. Oh, this All is right, fire so look, zone, actually. I'm starting at the where am I? I'm seven, at seven, eight yard yards line. off. You gotta be seven, eight yards off. All right, and I'm at the what at the eight yard line. Yep. I'm at the eight yard line. I should still be at the eight yard line when he gets to the when exactly. Gets to the you don't move anywhere. I'm not supposed to move. Till not he's supposed three to move. Yards, so he's two yards. At, but why did you move? Because I was young and unexperienced. So here's the, and then you the turned eight. your hips too. Yeah. I turned my hips thinking he was gonna run a fade because Ooh. he was at the bottom of so the numbers. So he sold the fade. He sold, sold the, the fade, yeah. hit me with a stick. Wait, go back. And you, wait, you thought enough. he was gonna run a fade right there, bro? I was young and unexperienced. Yeah, that, that's honestly yeah. yeah. Like as as you become, as you know more, well, you and have more. no safety back there too, and so well, look, and he kind of yeah. he he, st- he, st- he stemmed inside. That's a good route. To, and he pushed it. He pushed it vertical, and he could have he could have ran for the fade like he said. Yeah, he but could've. he knew he knew. I mean, he was breaking on the post the whole time. Yeah, but. I, but now looking at it now, the route was shitty. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, bro. You know, I was just unexperienced. Bro. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm it was. Not, I'm and not giving him no credit for my for my inexperience. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like again, like the biggest thing, cover zero corner is is sit seven eight yards. Like you're not giving up anything exactly. because you know the the timing of the blitz. Like the blitz should get there to the quarterback. Um, you know by time by time he throws it. So that, dang. Yeah, yeah, that's really that's definitely an inexperience. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, we're not uh, he was talking head to you that game too. Nah, he bro, he didn't even say anything to me. He really? was talking his shit, but he didn't say. You anything don't respect corners that don't say. I mean, receivers that don't say anything, do you? Nah. Like if they just walk away, bro. Like, like yeah, I'm expecting him to like, say something. Yeah, yeah like, bro, like bro, I'm say re- something to I'm me, bro. Ready for it, bro. <laughs> I'm ready. Like, talk for to it. me. There are some receivers where we just have that mutual respect for each other. They're like, we just we don't talk. I don't know about more that. so on my team like that's just friendly like me and brew me yeah. and like you guys are talking we battle bro but we don't like i won't say a word to him mm. i don't oh you don't talk well cause nah, that's your roommate I've been, too right i've been playing against him since my freshman year high school yeah so it's like i feel like just over time i've just you know we just, just have mutual, mutual respect. respect for each other yeah how were those high school matchups bro crazy i mean kyle and brew were two of the I want to say they were like two of the top three receivers in the country. Was Amon there too? Who? Amon. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> Amon, so it's bro. Amon, Kyle, and Brew. No, so okay, so at Bosco it was Amon or Amon Brew and Osiris St. Brown. <laughs> Osiris. Yeah, Amon's older brother. Amon's bro- older brother. How many brothers that guys? Equinemius. Equinemius oh, is the third, yeah. Who's Osiris? Osiris goes to Stanford. That's like oh, that's the brother that nobody really know, talks about. Yeah. Damn, he'd be spitting I think, out I kids. think he's transferring. Right? He's in the portal or something. I want, yeah, I want to say he is. Or, but he, in high school, bro, news. he was elite. Like, I honestly feel like if he would have went to a different school, he would have been fine. He kind of, yeah. you know, Stanford, 
if you're not six four, they're not throwing the ball like that either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's pro style. JJ Arcega White. So yeah, I mean he went off. He went crazy. So I actually have a question for both of y'all, and, and this uh, is a rumor that I heard. Right. Uh oh. Some dudes, and be careful for the ears that are listening. Some guys like to sleep with a girl the night before every game. They say it helps them play better. They did some science on this. Some science? With some boxers. Well, they bro, did in college, it's actually impossible yeah. just because, you know, you stay Two in nights. A, you're staying in a hotel. Yeah, you're staying in a hotel. <laughs> staying in a hotel the night before. So unless you run some risky business. Two nights before. Yeah. Hey, bro, I ain't, really. I ain't risking nothing. After yeah. I got in trouble in fall, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not risking anything. But I mean, bowl games. like Bowl games, it's I know, possible. I know people, when we stay in the hotels, that they brought people up. Oh, yeah. They brought females up. Oh, for real? Bowl games are definitely possible. I'm not going to say names, but someone we're very close with. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so you <laughs> you don't think it would make you play better? So, you ne- you never you never had that experience then? I, I couldn't say one way or another. I mean, if I was going based off of, like, <laughs> practice. Then Facts, go out practice. Bro, go practice. I, I can't do it. Uh I'll be going to practice the next day. My legs feel you too just loose. Lose your legs. legs feel tired, huh? Bro, legs feel legs. tired. <laughs> Not really interested. Huh? You're saying, yeah, Not really I'm interested in football. Like, ah, I'm cool. I'm going to today. Like, I'm just going through the motions. <laughs> well, that's the old, that's the boxing thing, right? When you're in training camp. Yeah, bro. We have a teammate. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but we have a teammate um, who he saves he saves his sperm, and he's like really big on that, bro. Really? Yeah, it helps. Yo, him. that's what I was trying to talk about when we started. Y'all were talking about porn stars earlier. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Justice brought it up. No. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wait, wait, yeah, save, on. save sperm. So his yeah. dad, his dad, uh, his dad is a big uh, boxing trainer. Mm. So I, I don't know if he got it from his dad, but he's real big on just you know saving his sperm. He has a few. What reasons. do you do with it? Nah, not like that. No, bro. Not saving it. <laughs> not like that, bro. bro. <laughs> Yo, keep, I'm keep thinking it. like no, I'm no, thinking no. not literally saving it. Nah, like talking about like keeping it inside oh, you. Keeping it inside this, you. That's why this whole time, bro, I'm looking at y'all like y'all are just normal. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I'm looking like, at y'all like, are y'all good with this? Like, am I the only one that's like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, saving save it by it, not bro. using it. Saving so it, it by oh, like, so he doesn't. God, I'm thinking like hey, y'all were just normal, like yo, like dude, like dude saves his sperm. That's what I'm like, no, nah, oh, this, like, so this is crazy. He nah. not he saves his sperm, like he he doesn't let it. Come oh, out of it. he doesn't okay. let it come out of his side of outside of his body. Oh, <laughs> and but the reason he does it is because he said it, it builds up his. It builds up his strength. He feels I think stronger. It, I think I think it does. More testosterone. It's a testosterone yeah, exactly. boost. Yeah. It it's a T boost for it, sure. Exactly. It's a testosterone boost. So it just keeps him. <laughs> it keeps him sure. nice. It keeps him <laughs> nice and strong, bro. Like I don't know. He said it, it keeps him nice and energized. He doesn't feel tired. Really? So he just. I don't Is know. there something he does just during the season, or like what's what's this time? Well, to be honest, I don't know. So <laughs> all year. All during, year. Or? During the season, he told me during. I don't know, I, to, bro. I don't even know how he does it. Like. He does everything, but he just doesn't let his sperm out. Oh, so it's bro, that that exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This guy's elite, bro. He's elite, bro. He's definitely, he's definitely elite. He's definitely elite, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, big He's so he's telling his story. He's so serious, like really, like. So you're saying he pleases women, but keeps his his finale yeah he's bro he's he's told 
<laughs> bro, he's told me about how girls like don't like that about him. Like he's he's sure lost girls don't. because they're like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, yeah, <laughs> like, you well, know they think saying? it's something like, wrong with them, and yeah, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, but, no, this is some real deal. Like, I was gonna say earlier, you t- you guys were talking about to the young people listening, do a favor now and stop looking at porn and stop jerking off, and you do yourself a lot better. Wow, the truth. Top advice from Bowen. No, I, I sign me up. No, that's that, that's actually. I've never it, heard that. I heard it was a myth. No, I no, I heard it. I I heard, was it like ninety percent or ten percent of men are? Was it ninety percent of men or ten percent of men are, well, like are addicted? addicted? Yeah. Oh, 90. Is it ninety? Sure. Yeah, the amount of friends I tell that to, or people I tell it to, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, yeah, it's oh, at least ninety percent of men. Yeah. It's a lot. It's bad for you. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. That's actually crazy. <laughs> So, I'm still shook over over this unnamed teammate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's bro, on the so bus right now. Puts yeah. it in a jar. Man, I, I just hold yeah, the time. Bro, I, I love how you were thinking that. The first time, you guys said, I thought he was like putting, storing it in a jar. Hell That's why I'm bro. like, yo, I this even, dude is nasty. I wouldn't even brought it up. <laughs> like, what in the world? That's how something, yeah. He's like, <laughs> there's Max, no benefit to that. That's how surprised it no came out your mouth. I'm like, yo, what is going on? This is... Like, we cool with this? Like, <laughs> who's the guy? Yeah, I just started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes more sense. You had your face had some crazy looks on it. That yeah, makes more bro, sense. I'm like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> why is he looking like that? Did I say something crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, actually, earlier today, and I told him I, I was going to have you on the truck, and he said, uh, he said, ask Chris about his fashion. He said, you're you're all into it. You got the Bonciagas. You got the whole thing. Bro, so, I mean, I feel like, for me at least, fashion is a big part of my identity. I feel like I could tell a lot about a person just off of the way that they dress. And I feel like, you know, just the way I dress, probably not right now. I'm kind of basic right now. But based off of the way, like, when people could kind of, I don't know. The way you dress gives off certain vibes. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. I'm pretty sure you guys feel the same way. For sure. You, know, you see somebody dress a certain type of way, you kind of have a, like <laughs> a preconceived idea of what you think they may act like. So, yeah. um, so what about Mo? Like when you see him with like ooh, these yeah. super tight jeans oh, on, they're not super tight, <laughs> bro. With like, a shirt, with a shirt that's a size down. You like, could, bro, <laughs> it's an Mo, I'm kidding, I'm bro. Like the shirt fits good on you, bro. And Mo dresses like a smart, like a smart student athlete. Yeah, like. You yeah, do too. Like, a, like, a, like right now, you got like the. It's like I'm. Like you can just tell you're. Like, Yo. you, know, you can tell you're a smart guy. I don't know, bro. You can tell a so lot. You can by tell a lot by a person. What's that smart about this? I'm confused. I don't know, Is man. It's like it's like I wasn't going for smart like, when I when I was in my closet. <laughs> bro, I mean, it's what your, were you going it's for? Your, like, it's your style. <laughs> you're going right, for so what? Look, Swag. It's your. Everybody has their own style, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody has their own style. Like like me. I wear a really loud, like, bro, I have pink Balenciagas. I have all red Balenciagas. Oh, wow. I have uh, green shoes. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I've never been into that. That's interesting that you have that. Like, bro, that's just loud colors. Yeah. yeah, bro, I've always, I've always, that's just always been me. And I feel like it kind of, like you said, it's yeah. loud, bro. That's so my personality. Like, the, like, my big thing is, like, can you wear the same thing twice then? Because if you're really big. drip, hell yeah. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Some people are in the fashion are like, I can't wear this over I was listening again. to Derek Henry talk oh, about like his Oh, like as far as what? Shoes? Yeah, shoes, outfits, like all that. Uh, nah, I mean, I've definitely wore outfits. I don't got no millions of dollars yet. You know what I'm saying? My closet is not too crazy. That's but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, uh, for the most part, I try to. 
I try to keep it different all the time. Mm. I get what you're saying. Now, as far as shoes go, though, shoot, I could throw on the same shoes with about four or five different outfits, you know? That's so, smooth. Yeah, but, I mean, like I said, bro, I feel like fashion does have a lot to do with somebody's identity, and uh, I don't know. I've just always been real big, and then I feel like a big reason I feel that way is because all of my friends, like, outside of my football teams, they've never been athletes. Like, mm. I have a, all my friends outside I noticed that of, about you. I noticed that about you. <laughs> right? Like, you connected with – I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you connected with a guy like, like Mo, and you just seem like you have a, a, a solid, like, rapport with everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? That, that, was, that was cool. I try to, bro, just because, I mean – You're an athlete. Yeah. <laughs> nah. What are you doing here? <laughs> nah. That wasn't the best example, but yeah, like, yeah. no, I like, definitely get what you're saying. A connection though. with a lot of people. Yeah, because I mean, right now, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not even just that. Like, I'm most into like so much different shit. You know, what I'm like that's why I, I was He's telling eclectic. you, I was telling him last week. I was like, bro, I don't know. This is like really dope to me that you know you're running your foundation out of the same place that you have your podcast like, i don't know i just like different clean, bro. bro i just like different minds like that shit is different to me bro like yeah. not too many people are really like this is a very good resource that you have and you're putting it to you so yeah i feel like that's very creative in itself and i feel like i i'd say i'm a pretty creative person so i like to hang around creative minds and it's like i got a really good friend named bryce who makes a lot of clothes for like and or a lot of like a lot of artists and stuff uh no, another one of my buddies, like all my friends at SC outside of the football team are all like they all do music or fashion, bro. I got another homeboy named Yasin oh, wow. who makes a lot of music and stuff. So Yeah. I don't know, bro. I feel like I don't even know. That's just that's just always been yeah, me. Well, you have a cool. lot of interest outside of the football field, which I think is really cool. Exactly. Because a lot yeah. of guys they tie their identity with the sport. The football only. Yeah, you play since the age of five. And I tie, and that's why yeah, I tie my identity with everything out, outside of football. I love mm. that. So yeah, well, g- give me. We'll, we'll finish on that because I actually really like that idea, and I've struggled with that in the past. So that's a long story, but I, I want to hear kind of your journey with that because early on, one hundred percent, my identity was football, at least before junior college, because you know everything was in terms of me training and getting offers, and you know I would turn down opportunities for like parties and hanging out with friends and and the whole social life, and everything was geared towards football. So, I like how how did that you know transcribe for you was it always like that or no bro so with me um I grew up like I was the kid that wanted to do everything like you know I wanted to play soccer baseball football basketball (laughs) like I wanted to play every sport I wanted to love it to like try instruments and bro like I like I always wanted I thought I could sing for some reason (laughs) like I used to walk around telling my mom I could dance like Michael Jackson I was just always into like everything bro like that's just always been me so uh, when I got to eighth grade, my dad made me pick a sport. And he was like, "You, you either you're going to play football or baseball. Like, what are you going to do? I was like, all right, obviously I'm going to play football. My dad wants me to play football. That's what it started out as. Yeah. And then my freshman year, I started realizing, like, all right, it's my first year playing corner, and I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I started getting offers my freshman, my freshman year. Golly. So uh, I feel like that's when, that's when it really – my freshman and sophomore year, that's when it really, like, when the switch, you know, kind of turned on in my head, bro. Because, you know, I, for my whole freshman and sophomore year, I'm, like, all I'm known for at my school is football, 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 football. football. Yeah. So I started, like, I don't know, bro. It's a lot of pressure, especially as a young athlete. That's why I don't really agree with coaches giving players offers as freshmen in high Too school. Early. Like, bro, I'm 
15 years old, I shouldn't have yeah. the opportunity. I mean, obviously, it was really cool at the time, bro, but it's also real stressful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of, like... Big target on your back. Exactly, bro. And it's like, as a 15-year-old, I, f- I wasn't able to do so much things just because, I mean... <laughs> I just yeah, couldn't, bro. Like five star Chris ex- Steele. Exactly. And if someone takes a photo of you doing something. Exactly, that, that blows bro. Up on Twitter. Exactly. Man. I just there was just a lot of stuff I I missed out on as a little kid. So, or as a as a younger kid, and uh, I want to say my junior year was kind of the first year where I was like, I don't know, it kind of got a, it. It became like a lot for me. So I kind of like music was like my music was always like my my like safe space. But junior year, I kind of, like, I took music to, like, a whole nother level, bro. Like, I was waking up at 6 in the morning. Like, I'd, I'd be in class with headphones in, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. listening to music. It kind of just helped me clear yeah. my mind from everything else. So once I kind of, you know, and then I realized that the type of music that I listened to had a lot to do with, like, it had a lot to do with everything, bro. Like, I like to listen to music that applies to my life. Mm. I don't really, I'm not really into, like, mumble rap and stuff. Yeah. So, uh... I mean, I feel like that was kind of a start of everything. And I do like to listen to some to some stuff that doesn't really make any sense. But, like, <laughs> I like Gunna. To me, Gunna doesn't make any – he doesn't make sense about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but favorite. he talks about fashion. That like, mm, when you talk about fashion, you think yeah. – I look at Young Thug and Gunna. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So just little things that they say, Rod Wave, things that he says, you know, just mm-hmm. you know, little quotes that he'll Roddy say Rich. throughout his songs. Roddy Rich. I yeah. love Roddy. I love Nipsey, bro. Like, Nipsey says a lot of inspirational things. So it's like, you know, I, I kind of started to – to find out that I had, like, a true passion for music. Yeah. And then music kind of started to transition over to, to fashion. Like, I always liked dressing nice, but then I kind of started putting two and two together. Like, all right, this is my personality based off of the music that I listen to. Yeah. This is kind of who I, like, you know, the genre that I'd say I put myself in. So, you know, I just started kind of, you know, dressing a little. Di- I think I got a lot of my fashion from, like, the Young Thugs and the Gunners. Gunner wears pink. Purple, yeah. blue. That's like, that's always that's been me. Pink's, yeah. pink's been my favorite color since I was a little kid. Yeah. I like pink, blue, and, and black. Those are my colors. Like yeah. I don't know. I just always like like loud stuff. I guess you could for say. sure. And then going back to the brand thing, that's something that separates you. You know, little things that you do off the field, they associate you with a bigger like OBJ with the hair and the catch and the fashion. That's another big fashion guy. Derek Henry is really big. Like you know, oh, yeah. the, the little things that separate you. Like maybe if you wear like specific arm sleeves on the field that's the things that the the book was mm-hmm. was touching on um it, so I, I think it all kind of comes full circle definitely bro and i feel like that's a lot of people that i feel like that's one of the main things that they bring up about me like uh <laughs> like i like i said i have a pair of pink balenciagas for example i'll use us for example whenever i wear those out it's like everybody's like you know everybody's like dang bro those are really loud but only you could wear those like yeah. if i yeah. bought those i wouldn't be able to like i can't i wouldn't be able to rock them but you could wear them because it fits your personality yeah and it's like whenever i hear stuff like that it makes me smile bro like all right <laughs> yeah, i'm doing something right <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's what i'm going for yeah. you know what i'm saying so keep being know, different brother cool. that's you and that's yeah. what's going to separate you in the long run no doubt bro. i love appreciate that about you, bro. you yeah for sure for sure no Thanks for coming on, my man. Yeah, man, we man. appreciate you. Glad to Great. be on, bro. Appreciate yeah. you guys. So I'm gonna definitely have to hop back on. Yeah, Hell yeah, let's do it. Got to do that. Sure. Definitely. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hell yeah.